Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. I'm so excited to have you here because today I'm sharing the five evolutions that you can expect and should expect your team to go through insofar as changes, how it's going to feel to you as you grow your business and as your business changes. Like everything else in business, your team is going to change. As you add more people in, it's going to feel different. So today I'm going to share with you five quite distinct stages that you can expect, which will allow you to assess well, where am I now? And then I'm going to talk and share with you what you need to be focusing on to move your team to the next stage. As we go through them, you'll hear that some stages feel particularly tricky than others. And I guess I know that for me, based on my entrepreneurial journey that I've been on for the last 10 years, I've always loved knowing what's coming next. I've always loved somebody mapping out what the path ahead is likely to look like. So that's the purpose of today's podcast is to share with you, well, these are the five stages of team. These are the five evolutions that you should expect to go through. And these are the clear actions and the specific things that you need to be focusing on as the entrepreneur, as the leader to support your business and your team to evolve to the next stage. So let's dive in. So the five stages of team go like this. The first stage is enthusiastic entrepreneur. And that is when it's mostly you doing the things. The business relies heavily on you. If you have any help, so you may have somebody helping you, maybe it's a virtual assistant, maybe it's an assistant, maybe it's a secretary, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's a bookkeeper. So if you do have help around you in this stage, typically the way you're working together is that you are allocating tasks to them and you're probably allocating them in quite a reactive way. And it's unlikely that you are planning beyond about a week, maybe a month out as far as workflow. This enthusiastic entrepreneur mode is very much where you are fully directing the ship And let's face it, if you weren't there, the ship would crash or it would sink. So this is a very normal stage that many of us have been in and many of you may be in now. And this is sort of when you're in that heavy solopreneur foundational stage of business. And I say solopreneur acknowledging that you may have somebody or some people doing little bits and pieces for you, but this stage is very, very heavily reliant on you. Stage two is when you start to, I call it leader with helpers. So this is when you start to evolve and start to evolve as a leader and start to bring more help into your business. You may have a few team members and it certainly feels to you as the leader that you've got like a bunch of people who are helping you. And I'm using that word helping 
quite specifically because you have people around you that are helpful, but not necessarily at a stage yet, or your business isn't at a stage yet where they're actually fully taking responsibility for things. And this is a common stage that we find ourselves in when we've hired friends into our business, or we just have people sitting in generalist roles, like a general VA helping us, for example, or somebody who might work across quite a few different areas of our business. So they might help with customer service, they might help with social media, they help with lots of different things. So they're helping, but they're not necessarily responsible for setting a direction or being particularly proactive in relation to any of their tasks or their parts that they're looking after. So everybody on your team are helpful. They're not necessarily holding responsibility and they're most likely to still be acting in a reactionary role way to tasks and things that you're allocating to them. At this stage two, leader with helpers, you feel very much stuck in the middle. Your fingers are in all the pies. You're speaking to each person, you're liaising between them, and often the other members of the team aren't liaising with each other. It's common at this stage that you're finding and fixing the mistakes and ultimately picking up the slack, I guess. So if something doesn't get done, the responsibility bounces to you and you might find yourself working sort of late nights or weekends or in the last minute, just making sure that all those final things are still getting done. There may be some processes in place, but if there are processes, the business is working more like a production line where somebody does something, they put it down and they don't necessarily understand what happens next after they've put it down. And they don't necessarily understand well, what happened before this landed on me. So they're acting in kind of quite a silo task way. Again, a normal stage that we evolve to after we've progressed from that enthusiastic entrepreneur stage where we sort of have maybe one person helping us and we're doing most of it ourselves. To this next stage, leader with helpers is when we've brought on more people, we're getting more help, but we're still very heavily in the middle of it all. Stage three, I call spacious team. This stage feels much more easeful, I, I guess, and we start to flow a little bit more as a team. You know, the, a rhythm starts to be created amongst the group of people that are coming together to work for you as the leader. Here you'll find or here that I see there are more established systems, there are much more established processes explaining what needs to be done and when. And you sort of know that you're in a spacious team stage when a team member can go on holiday or leave the business and it doesn't feel like a huge disaster because you've got these systems, you've got these processes and you're acting in a more organized way. So if somebody goes on holidays, that's okay. You know, we have a system which tells us what that person normally does and a process which shares with us how we can step in and do it. One of the critical features of this stage is the team understanding each other's roles. So they know, well, who does what? They understand why what each person does actually matters and they understand the effect of an element, sort of part of that workflow not being done. So unlike the production line that I spoke about in stage two, your team aren't just picking a task up and putting it down and not worrying about the next stage or not caring. Or no, It's not even really about the feeling of worrying or caring. It's like they just simply know, I finished this part of it, I hand it on to so-and-so and they do X and that's how it gets towards the end goal. In this spacious team stage three, 
the team is certainly starting to show more signs of being able to run without you. And you feel like you can go on a holiday, you can step away from the business, knowing that the team know what they need to do, when they need to do it, and how to do it. And the great thing about these systems and processes and the fact that the team is working in a flow and they understand what each person is doing is that the business is then able to not rely too heavily on any one person because you're starting to enjoy in this stage the systems and the processes holding the business up as opposed to the team being the process or the system that gets the thing done. So as the leader, you get to spend the majority of your time operating in a way you want to. So that might be being creative, that might be showing up on socials, that might be doing whatever it is that is your true zone of genius. So you sort of shift to being able to spend more like 70 to 80% of your time in your zone of genius and that other sort of 20 to 30% of your time working on the business. And this is when I see my clients and the entrepreneur, the leader of the business really starting to feel like they're adding value to their business again and they can really start to think. This spacious team stage, stage three, it's a good stage to be in. It's when you get sort of a little bit more headspace back, you can feel a little bit more free. And I hear my clients saying things like, I feel really proud of my team because it's almost like they're able to step back a little bit and watch their team do the things. Stage four is emerging leaders. So typically when we have more than about seven to eight people on our team, sometimes even six, six to eight people, it can start to feel that there are too many people reporting through to you and efficiency can start to suffer because suddenly you as the leader as the entrepreneur, you're very heavily focused on managing the team. And when you're managing more than six, seven, eight people, you start to become almost the bottleneck or you can start to become the bottleneck or simply talking to that many people, directing that many people, coaching and motivating that many people just becomes too much for you and it becomes inefficient for the business. What happens at this emerging leaders stage is that potential leaders or team leaders start to emerge within your business. It may be the people that have been with you for a long time. It may be the people that therefore really understand the business and the way it works. It may be somebody new that's come in with a particularly strong skill set who is a natural leader and starting to naturally take much more responsibility, be proactive, show initiative, and you know share with you many more ideas and you're sort of starting to lean on them a little bit more. So, In this emerging leaders stage, stage four, exactly that happens. Future leaders, new leaders emerge from the team. And what happens is you naturally start to split the business into little subgroups so that everybody isn't looking to you for motivation, for catch-ups, for coaching, for guidance, and they start to look to those emerging leaders. And then your hiring becomes backfilling from the bottom. So you start to hire from the bottom up because you've brought in most probably specialists who become the more senior people. Often at this stage, we find that roles are reorganized. So not only reporting lines, but actually we shift from people doing generalist things and we really try to further specialize and really give people proper responsibility for an area, for a part of the workflow. So it's almost like less variety of what people are doing with much more responsibility. And in this emerging leaders stage, 
often this is the time when new products, new revenue streams, new service offerings also start to emerge because they feel more doable to you as the leader because you have less people talking to you directly, less people reporting through to you, and you have created that leadership layer in between you and a lot of people. You know, you're managing less people often in this stage than you were in stage three in the spacious team stage. And then finally, the fifth stage of the evolution of team, I call your people-proof team. So this is when the business is systemized. You have SOPs, you have processes, everybody knows what they need to do, when they need to do it. You know, you've been through many cycles of people doing what they need to, and you've picked up many efficiencies and really ironed out a lot of the gaps in any of your systems and processes. And whilst, of course, everybody on your team, both the leaders and the people, everybody's really, really important. But as a business owner, as a leader, and if we look at sort of the business itself, you're not worrying so much about a key person resigning because your business has moved beyond that stage of being heavily reliant on any one person or even any one or two people because you've got such great systems and processes in place which are truly holding the business up. And that's why, you know, this stage I call the people-proof stage because people can come and go and it's okay because the systems and the processes are really holding the business up. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like you want people to come and go at this stage, but you don't need to worry about it. You can go on holidays. You can really step out of the business and the business does continue. You've got your leaders who are doing the hiring for their teams. You've got new future leaders starting to emerge, also just from the volume of people that you often have around you at this stage. And the business can very much start to feel like it's an independent thing from you. So you will have your role. Of course, you'll probably still be adding lots of value in your zone of genius, but the business and the operations of the business is really quite independent from you. And I guess depending on your business and the way you have set it up, sometimes at this stage, at this stage five people proofed team, you can sometimes even find that you're replaceable in the role you're doing or you're able to shift to being a purely strategic value-adding role to the business. So we've got enthusiastic entrepreneur, stage one. We've got leader with helpers, stage two. We've got spacious team, which is stage three. Stage four is emerging leaders and stage five is a people-proof team. So of course, naturally, the question becomes, well, once I've worked out where I am, what do I need to focus on to move me to the next stage? So if you're at that enthusiastic entrepreneur stage, the big thing you need to focus on to moving to the next stage is hiring and really asking yourself that question, just because I can, should I? And maybe you have somebody helping you at the moment. So you may also need to ask yourself, well, what more can I give them? Can their role grow? Or what is the next role I need to bring in based on what I am doing versus what I should be doing? And as a hugely capable entrepreneur, which many of us, many of you are, that can also be a bit challenging. So that's often why the resistance can come in when it comes to you know shifting from stage one to stage two. So if you are in that leader with helpers stage and you really like the sound of that spacious team stage, which is definitely much more spacious. The things you need to focus on to shift your team from stage two to stage three is clear roles, making sure everybody knows what their job is, 
what their role is, what responsibilities they have, and how you're measuring success, how they can measure success for themselves. It's also really important at this stage to focus on systems and processes, which I know don't always feel like the sexiest thing. But I assure you, when you're at that stage three, that spacious team stage, and you get that headspace back, your business is running without you, teams feel very, very sexy then. So at this stage, to move from stage two to stage three, from leader with helpers to spacious team, it's about getting everybody on your team to be thinking about, do we have a system for this? Have we recorded a process? What rules can we put in place around here? How do we tweak that process? And the other thing to focus on here is getting the team to understand the team flow. So getting the team to understand what each other does and how what they do affects or flows on to other people in the team. When you're in spacious team stage three and you're wanting to progress the team and move to the next evolution, the key things to focus on there and the way to shift is actually you leaning out. So this is about you looking at all the things that you're still holding on to and working out how you can just let go. And this is definitely a process. I recommend at this stage also to almost test stepping away. So, you know, if you're not great at taking holidays, it's time to take them. Maybe if you have been taking holidays, try and take a little bit longer a holiday, for example. So it's almost like a forced holiday or an extended period away is almost like a forced way to lean out and let your team shine. Let your processes and systems be tested. What can you guys do without me? Do our systems and processes stand up? Will you talk to each other? Do you understand what each other are doing? So this is all about leaning out. It's also about looking at your arrangements with your team members. So up until this point, you may have worked with a lot of subcontractors. You may have lots of part-time people. It may be looking at establishing or bedding down your team so that they belong to you a little bit more. And by that, I mean they're more committed to you and therefore prepping them to turn into emerging leaders to, to be able to take a more leadership role. So This is also the stage where you start to look for, well, who is showing potential? Who is a natural responsibility taker? How can I support that person to train them, to coach them a little bit more, to be able to step up? And that in itself helps us to shift to stage four, which is the emerging leaders stage. So if you're in the emerging leaders stage, so you already have, say, more than six, seven, eight team members, and you haven't split the team and elevated some people into that leadership role, then that is absolutely the focus here. So where are your future leaders? What do you need to do to support them to be able to step up, to take some of that day-to-day team management role off your shoulders? Looking at the roles, do we need to reorganize some of these roles? Do we need to shift them from being generalist to specialist? Do we need to sort of group people in, in a different way for the business to be more effective? And again, it's more about leaning out and then sort of almost from the sidelines looking in at the effectiveness, at the productivity of the business and being really strategic about how can we make that better. So it's almost in this optimization phase that we move into. And it's that that shifts you into stage five, which is when your business starts to feel quite bulletproof. You've got your rockstar team, you've got your processes, you've got your systems, you've got your strong hiring processes in place. 
that somebody else may even be running with. And I guess this is one of the reasons why I talk so much about, as the entrepreneur, taking responsibility for the hiring so that when you can establish a great hiring framework from the outset, and then as you move through each of these evolutions of team, that hiring process that you have created and you've been really conscious about means that you're also creating a conscious culture. And then when the emerging people start to emerge in your business, then they can take over that robust hiring process that you've created and you can step away from it knowing, well, you know, they're following a process which I've lived and breathed that I created that I know is robust. And they can then take over that hiring responsibility for you, hiring in the way you want them to, hiring in the type of people that you need so that the business still feels beautiful to you. So when you're at this stage five, you then get to start to think about, I guess, well, you know, what do I want from my business? What does the future look like, et cetera? So I guess the other thing to share with you is that these evolutions or stages aren't necessarily a straight line. So often we will shift, we'll go from stage one to stage two to stage three, and then whatever might happen, people might leave business might change, you know, the way you're doing your business might change, you might feel like you're back at stage two again. And then you might progress to stage three, through stage three to stage four. And then you might feel like you've stepped back a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. So unfortunately, it's not always a straight line through these stages, but they are five very distinct stages that your team and the way you interact and feel about your team will change and grow as your business grows. Okay, so that is the five evolutions or the five stages of team. So I would love to hear how that's landed with you today. I'd love to hear what stage you feel like you're at, whether you're facing any resistance in moving to the next stage and whether that's really rung true for you and anything else that may have landed with you today. And as always, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love you to take a moment to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever your favorite place is. And also feel free to send me a direct message or reach out to me and share with me what stage you're at, how you're finding it, what's tricky, as I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Have a beautiful week, everybody. And remember the key to your business and entrepreneurial freedom lies within your team. So I want to encourage you this week, like every week, to invest your time in looking at your team, looking at how they're working with you, looking at how they make you feel and looking at what they can be doing better so that you feel like you're thriving more and they feel like they're thriving more. So take a tiny step this week and in no time you'll be reaping the benefits. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back in your earbuds next week. See you then.